Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. This season, get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Let's go! See every snap from every game with full game replays. What a throw, what a catch! Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch the dog, G! Leaping grab to Monte Adams! Plus, watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Wow! Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Elliot Page is gracing the cover of Time magazine. A suburban mom is facing jail time for creating deep fakes of her daughter's cheerleading rivals. And we're talking through all of our feelings about that heartbreaking and infuriating Bachelor finale with BuzzFeed's Aikis of Sifo. It's March 16th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Zach Stafford. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Casey, I always ask you how you're doing today, but today I really mean it because I feel <laughs> as if everyone is having a hard time waking up still. It, you know, it might be from the three hours I committed to the Bachelor finale last night. In my defense, I did not know it was three hours. Also, you know, we've got daylight savings to deal with. And okay, hear my theory. It, we are nearing the end of Pisces season, and I think we're all emotionally drained. <laughs> I I do think that's true. (laughs) Pisces is also in Mercury, so our communication is even very emotional right now. So I do think it's just hard to get through things. (laughs) But, uh, you know, fiery, airy season is right around the corner. And I guess more vaccines, too. Yes, Yes. fire, vaccines. (laughs) Y'all's thought summer is about to come, so don't worry. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to start the day with Elliot Page appearing on the cover of Time magazine. It's the first big interview he's given since disclosing he's transgender. Page tackles a whole host of topics in the interview, from the start of his acting career to his ascension thanks to Juno and even his E.T. phone home tattoo. One thing Page noted in the interview was the privilege he has and that, quote, my privilege has allowed me to have resources to get through and to be where I am today. And of course, I want to use that privilege and platform to help in the ways I can. You know, Elliot Page has been so consistent, even before coming out, of IDing their own privileges of being a famous actor with money and means who has been so deeply engaged for the fight for LGBTQ people to be fully equal. And I just love seeing that Elliot Page is showing us that we can see celebrities be like, yes, what I went through was hard, but also context. I am powerful. I am rich. It is very different than what homeless queer kids of color are going through. So it's just so perfect. Elliot is perfect, period. And then, you know, on the flip side of that, one line that I really liked was him saying that, like, this move of him coming out as transgender is, like, selfish, which is so wild to think of someone saying that them 
getting closer to their true identity is selfish. But, you know, like he probably does feel that because of this persona that he has of being in the public eye of helping others. It's like this is something he's doing for him. Yeah. And I truly believe that because if you watch, you know, uh, Gaycation, the show that he did with his best friend Ian, they were so deeply impacted. And they've talked about this so much in the media about experiencing how LGBTQ people around the world, what they were going through and seeing it firsthand. And you see that that's evident here that, you know, there's this constant tension between Elliot and their privilege in the world. So, you know, as long as they are, they're focused on the equality for all, I'm cool. Go get through it. (laughs) All right. Meanwhile, we need to talk about some social media parenting drama. A suburban mom in Pennsylvania is facing jail time for creating deep fakes of her daughter's cheerleading rivals. She was hoping that if they appeared to be drinking on social media, they'd get kicked off their squat. One of the cheerleaders had this to say about the fiasco. I couldn't really comp- comprehend like what was going on. Maddie Heim says after getting several threatening calls and texts from unknown numbers, some even saying she should take her own life, her cheer coaches told Maddie they received this video that supposedly showed her vaping. She and her mom shared it with us. They say it's fake. The mom who doctored the images and videos is charged with three counts each of cyber harassment of a child and harassment. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm speechless. This is wild. It's not unbelievable. This checks out to me. But my God, this is wild. I I don't even know what would need to happen for me to want to like destroy my kids' rivals in high school. Who has the time? I love being petty, but I don't have the right. time. <laughs> I love a petty moment. I love vindication. But and this, the, yeah, this this isn't petty. This is ruining people's lives to like make your child do better in cheerleading by making other people do worse. That's not right. She wants a return on her investment, girl. She put all this money into this girl cheerleading. Okay, the, the one thing I mean. I'm looking at this right now and I'm like, okay, which production company, which studio is turning this into something? Oh, Come on, let's go. <laughs> this is becoming a show so quick and I will watch because I love rich white people mess. I love it so much. And this is squarely that. Yeah. Put so. it on any network. I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yes. There you go. Netflix. That's what we need today. <laughs> all right. Moving on. There is one story we're all talking about today. It's the bachelor finale and we're starting off with spoilers. We saw America's first black bachelor, Matt James, end up with Rachel Kirk. Connell, the contestant embroiled in a racist scandal. It was like watching a slow motion train wreck. And to be clear, this wasn't a surprise to anyone who has spent any time on the internet over the past few months. We all knew this was probably what had happened. It made the finale itself kind of irrelevant. But the After the Final Rose special even more important. To get through everything, we are joined by BuzzFeed pop culture and celebrity writer Ahis Osifo. He's thank you for joining us today. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. So I don't really want to talk about our reaction to the fact that he picked Rachel because, duh, we all knew this was happening. I want to talk about the painful journey it took for us to get there. You know, watching the treatment of their story, it's given the fairy tale ending. But in reality, we knew it wasn't going to have a happy ending. We were basically all just waiting to get to the after the final rose. So do you think they should have changed how they handled the two-hour finale before the final rose? The only thing I love more than The Bachelor is Bachelor spoilers. So going into <laughs> it, like, I knew how it was going to end. I understand why, like, as they were filming it, 
you know, the allegations and like, you know, the racial insensitivity and like the photos that Rachel took back in college, like those haven't, they didn't rise to the surface yet. So I understand as they were like editing it and putting it together, it was like, oh, like, let's do this like little bow, especially since it didn't end with the proposal. I do think that they should have done a way better job at kind of preparing audiences for like, this is how it ends, but this is not Mm-hmm. over in any way, shape, or form. Please stick around for the next hour because yeah. we have some heavy stuff to talk about. Exactly. If I didn't know going into this, like Rachel and Matt breaking up and like, you know, all the all the backlash and the hoopla, it would have felt like whiplash. Like it was very like, let's paint this like, you know, cute little picture and then quickly wrap it up in an hour with all the baggage of the racial insensitivity that comes with, you know, the 400 year institution that is America. Yes. Amen, girl. Amen. Well, let's dive into that hour bit because we have a lot to talk about there. So (laughs) I want to start off with Rachel's apology and I want to play a little bit of it. So here's that. I think that, you know, everything up to this point, I think that, you know, exactly how I feel I really just want to take the time to say I'm really sorry. And once I really tried to to put myself into your shoes as much as I could, I really do think that our relationship was very strong and the love that we shared was very real. So for you to, to end things, I, I realized that that must have been really hard for you as well to where you must have been hurting. And I just wanted to say I'm, I'm really sorry for not understanding that initially. Ooh, all right. So what did you think of that, Ahis? I only heard the words sorry twice. <laughs> and that was not enough <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Second of all, it sounded a lot like, I'm sorry you feel this way. I'm sorry you were put in this position. I'm sorry you had to do, like, you had to break up with me. It sounded very much like her putting the blame and her putting the feelings and the burden on him and his feelings rather than her just sitting there and being accountable for her fucking actions. Like, just say it. Just say, I'm sorry. Don't say, I'm sorry, but. Don't say, I'm sorry that you feel this way. Don't say, I'm sorry I was young and ignorant. Don't say, I'm sorry. Just say, I'm sorry. And let that sit for a bit. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of the show, but hearing her say this as a person that has dated interracially and had white partners who have been exposed of having complicated, let's just say racist past, obviously. The fact that she's not seeing how, like, how hard that must be for someone to be in love with you so deeply and then realize that the person you were in love with actually has this as their foundation. It's not just a sorry. It's much bigger. We need much more labor happening there. And it's not about me. It's about you at the end of the day. And I think that's what you're saying here. Okay. So after the finale aired, Rachel posted a montage of her time on the show on Instagram saying she had believed that Matt was quote, the love of her life. What do you see happening here? Do you see her actually taking the time and doing the work? Or do you see her transition this into some kind of fame? Like, do you see ABC staying out of it? I don't know. What do you think her future is with the franchise? I see her future being, you know, a FabFitFun ambassador, you know, Causebox. Hey, stay woke. Use code Rachel for 20% off. Like, I'm going to be honest. Of Granted, like, I, you know, as a Black person living in America, it is unfair 
that we have to do this, but we constantly have to give racist people the benefit of the doubt. And we constantly have to be like, you know, maybe they'll change. Maybe this, maybe that. Like we constantly have to rely on that hope. I can see her, you know, trying to pave this way and being like, wow, like I now see the light and, you know, I'm, I'm a better person for it. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they made her the next bachelorette in like two seasons after her year of, you know, education, but watching Matt's season and watching, you know, his pain and listening to what he had to do and what he had to navigate. I do not think that there was, he was not given the support that he truly needed. Mm. Well, we're going to take a quick break right here. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about this part of it, the Matt James part. Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. I'm Eve Rodsky, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fair Play and Find Your Unicorn Space, activist on the gender division of labor, attorney and family mediator. And I'm Dr. Aditi Narukar, a Harvard physician and medical correspondent with an expertise in the science of stress, resilience, mental health and burnout. We're so excited to share our podcast, Time Out, a production of iHeart Podcasts and Hello Sunshine. We're uncovering why society makes it so hard for women to treat their time with the value it deserves. So take this time out with us. Listen to Time Out, a Fair Play podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, hello. Hey, I don't know if you heard, but my podcast, Checking It, has been nominated for the NAACP Image Award in the category of Outstanding Lifestyle and Self-Help Podcast. I'm grateful for the nomination. I, I almost didn't even do a podcast because I was just wondering, there are thousands of podcasts out there and why is my voice needed? But a nomination from the NAACP lets me know that um, I made the right choice. And I encourage you to do, don't worry if there are thousands of something out that you want to do. No, Nobody has your sauce. So listen, you can still vote. Go to vote.naacpimageawards.net. You have until February 5th, um, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And please listen to my podcast. We're a part of the Black Effect Podcast Network on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for checking in. Welcome back. We're talking with Ahiz Asifo about last night's Bachelor finale. So we talked about Rachel's apology. I want to talk about Matt's response, especially this part of it. I don't want to be emotionally responsible for those tears because it's like the work and... The reconciliation that needs to be done is, is work that I can't do for you. And I know that you're capable of doing it. And the last thing I want is for people to be calling to have you canceled or people to be calling you out for things. I really want them to call you in and I want you to do this work because that's the best thing that can come out of this. 
What do you think of that response, him saying, I don't want to be emotionally responsible for those tears? I think his apology was as strong as it could be with the optics going around in the entire situation. Like, I think he wanted to say more. I think he wanted to, you know, really hone in on the fact that, like, you fucked up. You really need to do the work, and it's not my job to do the work for you. Just because you're dating a black man does not negate your, you know, racist actions. But again, he still has all those eyes on him because even though she's the one who was fully in the wrong, if he makes one slip, immediately it's going to switch back. And it's like, oh, like, he did this, he did that, he treated her this way, even though he did nothing wrong. His only fault was, you know, falling in love with, you know, someone who did racist things. And isn't, I mean, Casey, you definitely know this because we talk about this a lot offline, but didn't Matt James begin the season by talking about the pressure he's feeling of having to choose somebody black? Like he was like, this shouldn't be an expectation that I choose a black woman. And now like he chose this white woman who ended up to be like the racist of the season. I just feel like that, like, I don't know how you sit in that as someone in his public position of like, this has been your journey the whole time. You felt this pressure as a black man. And then at the end of the day, the thing that black America was warning you about literally Mm -hmm. happened. Yep. It sounds like he had to explain why antebellum parties are bad to Rachel. Um, So first, that's the level we're starting at. That's what he had to do. And from that, he then said, and then I realized that that means she's not going to understand what it means to be a black man in this world and my blackness. And I think that was really important, too. But I mean, what you're saying, very difficult to watch him have to go through something that he shouldn't have to go through in front of cameras. Agreed. So I do want to talk about someone who did know how to start this conversation, and it's the replacement host for Chris Harrison. It's a former NFL player, Emmanuel Acho, who was wearing a great and tight suit. Mm. He stepped in to handle the far more important after the final rose conversation between Rachel and Matt. What did you think of his line of questioning and what did you think of him taking this role on? I'm personally, and I'm sure you are too, glad a black man asked those questions instead of Harrison. I was snapping my fingers because he, he, I think the thing that I really appreciated about Emmanuel's line of questioning, not only was, you know, I'm going in for the heavy hitters. I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I'm not going to, you know, dilly dally. We're just going to jump right in. And you're, especially when he had Rachel looking at those photos, he's like, let's pull up those photos. What does this look like to you? But what I really appreciated was he let them Rachel and both Rachel and Matt sit in their discomfort. And he was like, I'm not going to fill in the silence. I'm and Chris not Harrison gonna... would have. He would have. He would have put, he's like, I think what you're feeling now, Rachel, is this, or I think this. And Emmanuel was like, no, like, I'm going to ask this question and we're going to sit. And like the amount of dead air on that episode truly said way more than any words that came out of anyone's mouth. I don't know how much credit I want to give to ABC and like Mark Fleece and like the bachelor, you know, franchise. It was an amazing decision, but also like, frankly, it was really needed because Matt clearly is still struggling with this every single day. And the fact that he was able to have someone in his corner who, you know, has dealt with this and has talked openly about this. So just already having him there just gave Matt that ally 
where it was more of a conversation because he was there to facilitate, but also let them sit in their discomfort. Whereas if I felt like if it was Chris Harrison, it would have been like, frankly, two whites against a black man. And it's like their word against his in a country that already doesn't believe the words of black people, especially black men. BuzzFeed News reporter Stephanie McNeil spoke to four former Black Bachelor contestants, one of whom likened her treatment on the show to that of a zoo animal. Clearly, they were not prepared for what happened this current season and don't understand how Rachel made it on the show. So where does the Bachelor franchise go from here? Can they fix it or do we kill the franchise and start all over? He's you are being asked to save a television show. What do you <laughs> yeah, do? I know, right? I'm like, <laughs> all right, so first of all, fire Mark, please hire me. <laughs> no, um... One of two things need to happen. Either y'all just need to go back to your Midwest Christian roots and just have this be this, you know, whitewashed utopia, heavy air quotes on utopia. Like nothing bad happens here. Racism doesn't exist. Sexism doesn't exist. Prejudice doesn't exist and like exists in this bubble. Or you really just need to pause and think and reflect and just do an overhaul. Like you got to choose if you want to fully lean into this new generation of thought or if you just want to please your, you know, more conservative audience. And if it's the latter, then you're going to alienate all the young people who are starting to watch the show. And if it's the former, Maybe some other people from the previous audiences will, you know, come over. Maybe not. Who's to say? But I truly think to save the franchise, they just need to pause. They need to stop, you know, like Katie and Michelle's back-to-back season. Like, no, no, no. Like, pause, sit, reflect, and truly think, okay, how do we better this franchise? How do we better vet the process of choosing contestants and choosing bachelors and choosing bachelorettes and the whole thing. Hey, he's well said. And thank you so much for talking us through all of this. And hopefully ABC is learning and we'll hit the freaking reset button because it is deeply, deeply needed. Yep. And then Emmanuel, my DMs are open. (laughs) Just saying, you know, I love, even if we just want to talk or sit in silence, I'm here. Like, I love silence with a, with a fine man. Yes. <laughs> word, word, you know, just bring that suit, you know, just saying I had to shoot my shot. <laughs> Thank you, Ace. <laughs> well, that's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, fire signs. We're going to need you to burn the Bachelor franchise to the ground so we can start over again. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. Peacock streaming new movies every week at PeacockTV.com. We'll have the biggest movies from the Twilight Saga to Selma and Bad Boys 1 and 2. Bad Boys for life. All your favorite movies like Die Hard, The Matrix Trilogy, and Good Will Hunting. That's the good stuff. Plus, movies the whole family will love. How to Train Your Dragon, the Harry Potter film series, Brilliant. and Shrek 1 and 2. It's so good to be home. With tons of blockbuster hits you can't not watch. Sign up at PeacockTV.com. Hello. 
I'm Minnie Driver, and on my podcast, Mini Questions, I put together a little experiment. I ask trailblazers across different disciplines the same seven questions. Questions about the inflection points in their life, what they like least about themselves, and what relationship has defined love for them. This season, I'm coming back with new trailblazers, like Blondie vocalist Debbie Harry. I did have a revelation. It was at CBGB's, as a matter of fact. I was waiting for the audience to give it to me, give it to me. Then I realized that I had to make them. I had to command them. Artist and creative juggernaut Goldie. And I walk up to the mountain, I hike up. Just being in that environment and seeing life and death in front of you, right in front of you. And I go up there and scream and cry and, and, and laugh. And I find that being the happiest. And many more. Join me as we continue this exploration on season two of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hi, everybody. I'm Rachel Bonetta, and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding me? Woo! I'm just here so I won't get fined. Every week, I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL, and I'm doing something that has never been done before. I'm opening my DMs. DMs now open. <laughs> Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.